In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through Him, and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to, to, he came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a human decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. The first reading says, How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of them who brings glad tidings, announcing peace and bearing good news. Your king, God, is king. And so I'm kind of on a mountain here, kind of announcing the good news, right? How beautiful, how beautiful it is to be able to announce the good news that God is with us. That God is with us. That God is king. That our Savior has come, that we are not abandoned. How good the news is that when we say Merry Christmas, it's not just a nice time of the season, but it means so much more. In the second reading, reading the letter to the Hebrews, it talks about this difference that we get to experience, Jesus God, than those in past times. It says, in times past... God spoke in partial and various ways, right? He did speak to his people in Israel. He spoke to his people throughout the world, through creation and through different means. But he spoke to them always in partial, in various ways, in ways that would foreshadow, in ways that would prepare, but never in the fullness of truth, never in the fullness of himself, even when he appeared to Moses, was not appearing in his full divinity. But when Jesus comes, we realize something different. In the gospel today, it's kind of a little bit confusing. There's a lot of different words and a lot of words, including the Word, right? The Word of God, and the Word was with Him, and the Word was in the world, but not of the world, and the Word was... Well, the Word, when it speaks about the Word is the second person of the Trinity, the Word is Jesus Christ, speaks about who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is not just a nice guy. He's not just a prophet who told us more partial truths about God. He's not someone who just gave us an ethics. He's not just someone who told us nice things about God. 
Jesus Christ is the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us, so that when we see Jesus Christ, when he comes into the world, he reveals the fullness of grace and truth. He reveals the fullness of the Father's love for us. And we can either recognize it or not recognize it, right? We live in a world that everybody celebrates Christmas, but very few actually celebrate Christmas. It says in the Gospel today, but there are those, he was of the world, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, right? He's God. He's God. He's creator of the universe. But the world did not know him. And his own people did not accept him. And certainly we experience that today in the modern world when so many people turn away from Jesus Christ. We are here to be able to recognize the truth of Jesus Christ this day and every day. Because the next line, after he says that his own people did not accept him, says, But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. Children of God. Now, we, we kind of use that phrase as, as all of humanity. But within this theological work, within children of God, it has much more of a significance than just being a human. It means that you have certain rights and responsibilities. We become children of God, most especially in our baptism. In our baptism, we are baptized as children of God, and we die with Christ so that we might rise with Him. And we unite ourselves to Jesus Christ, who is the Word, who is God, who came to save us and to reveal the fullness of truth. And so when we talk about this children of God, we, when we accept Jesus Christ, when we live as He truly is, we become children of God who realize that God is not just a creator, who made the world and set it in motion and then abandoned us. He's not a God who's, who's inconvenienced by us, right? It's like, oh man, they're talking to me again? No, this is God the Father. We're His children who wants to be with us in such a great way that He divests Himself of all of His glory and becomes a child in a manger, in a stable, with dirty, smelly animals, who grows up and is willing to suffer and die for us. That is the love of the Father, which we need to live out of. But so often we live not out of that. We live out of fear of Well, does God see me, right? Does God love me? Am I good enough? Is God real? What am I supposed to do, right? But when we live as children of God, we don't live as children trying to just win our Father's love. But we live as children properly disposed to their parents who just know that they love Him. They love you, right? 
we're parents, you know, of course, any earthly parent isn't perfect, but the Heavenly Father is and does love us perfectly. And so when we live out of that, we live out of the Christmas spirit. We live out of the reality, not in partial and varied ways, but in the fullness of the glad tidings that Jesus Christ came to give, that the angels proclaimed to the shepherds, that we experience every time when we come to God the Father in prayer, realizing that He is not some distant God, but a God who knows every single one of our weaknesses, who knows every single one of our difficulties, who became one of us in His vulnerability so that He might be with us in all things. So no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what difficulties, no matter what struggles, God is with you. And so we come here today to recognize that truth, to proclaim it in its fullness, to live out as children of God, and to remember Him always. We come here today not only to hear the word of Scripture to be formed in that truth, but also as Catholics to receive the greatest gift that He gave us after His own birth which is his continued remembrance and his continued presence in the Eucharist, in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That Jesus Christ was born 2,000 years ago, he lived 2,000 years ago, and we can sometimes feel distance from God, right? Say, well, that was 2,000 years ago. You know, is he, is he still with us? Yes. Yes, he is still with us in so many different ways. But he's especially, as Catholics, we get that opportunity for him to continue to be with us in the Eucharist. We're at the Last Supper. He took this and he said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. This is my blood. I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my, blo- whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood shall have life within them. And that I came that you might have abundant life. And so we come here to celebrate these sacred mysteries, to celebrate these mysteries that God is with us, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it, that God comes to dwell with us and to be with us and so that we might be His children and fully loved by Him. In the liturgy today, There are two things I'd like to mention to kind of prepare you for that. Today, as we recognize the uh, humility of God becoming man, in the creed, when we say, and by the Holy Spirit was born of the Virgin Mary, normally we just uh, bow for that, just bow in in humility. Today, the church asks us to, to genuflect if we're able to, and so to just go down to your right knee, Um, And so we'll try to do that during the creed, which will happen right after this, okay? The other thing to to note is that I'll be using the first first Eucharistic prayer, which is a little bit longer, but I hope that you can stick with me. It's like another minute longer. I think we can do it. Um, But during it, it has two moments of silence. And just to kind of prepare you for that. So the first moment of silence, I'll have my hands open and then I'll close them and I'll take a moment of silence. That's a time to pray for all those who aren't here. 
And so if you have any family or friends who, who aren't able to be here and need your prayers, to, to specifically raise them up in that time during that prayer. Then the consecration will happen, and then, and then after the consecration, there will be another time where I close my hands and take a moment of silence. That's a time to pray for all those who have passed away. So we pray for all those who have died, um, and any specific people that you'd like to raise up, specifically united to Jesus Christ during this Christmas time, during this, during this season that perhaps you, you miss and need your prayers. And so just to note that to enter in a more full way of that way. And certainly God is with us. You're not inconveniencing Him ever. You're never a disappointment. The light always shines in the darkness. There is always hope. And God loved us so much that He sent us His only Son so that we might become His children as well.